Welcome to another episode of The Temple. I'm dropping in about dreams today and this conversation I am excited for. I'm getting Melissa on from the Dream Hub and we're going to be exploring everything about dreams. So I'm just going to invite her on and this is something I'm deeply, deeply looking forward to as for me, I hadn't found anyone else who was doing dream work. I'm hosting a dream temple and before I started hosting this, I hadn't seen anyone. I am so deeply excited for this conversation because Melissa was hosting her own workshops. I connected with her husband and that's how we got to meet. So Melissa, welcome. (laughs) I am excited for this. How are you today? I'm great. Just living the dream. How are you? I am excellent. You got quite a view there. I am, oh, yeah. I'm so deeply, I'm so deeply excited for this conversation. Uh, thank you for your time for jumping on here and to share your knowledge about dreams and for us to weave in this way. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Absolute pleasure. So one of the reasons I wanted you to come on and have this chat was we met, I started talking to your husband, Sam, and he, he started talking about you were hosting a dream workshop. And for the longest time, I've been like wanting to create my own, go into the dream workshop, like create that more myself. And I hadn't seen anyone else doing it. So I decided to create it myself. And the next thing I know, here you are doing your own like an hour away. And I was like, wow, this is beautiful. So. Um, I'm very curious about this because for a lot of people, they may not consider the importance of dream or understand it fully. So I'm curious what brought about the importance of this for yourself? Personal experience. So I was suffering from nightmares. I was living a life for other people rather than for myself. Mm -hmm. And I was going to therapy. I was taking like anti-anxiety, like all these different medications and I just couldn't deal with life. Basically, I wasn't able to function very well. And then I got pregnant. And for anyone who's been pregnant before, pregnancy nightmares are like, or even just the vividness of dreams when you're pregnant is like next level. And I just couldn't deal with it. So I started researching it. Like, what do my dreams mean? Like, how do I work with them? How do I get rid of them? And I came across Robert Moss, who he was my first teacher. And he's got some shows on Gaia, um, even just online, if you look him up. And it was explaining everything about dreams and how they're actually messages from our soul. And Mm. when we have a nightmare, it's not just like, I don't know, it's not just a nightmare. It's not just a dream. You know, people say, oh, it's just a nightmare. Don't worry about it. Mm. No, it's not. You should worry about it. (laughs) You should pay attention to it. They're not there to taunt us. Um, Nightmares are actually really important messages from our souls, trying to guide us to live our best life, right? Mm -hmm. So when I started learning about that and using dreams and taking action from my dreams, deciphering the messages, my whole life changed. And I'm happier, I'm healthier, I'm not having to see a therapist because I go to sleep every night and I've got my own therapist in my dreams. Mm -hmm. I don't have to take medication because I'm not doing anything to cause anxiety. I'm living from my soul now and doing what I truly want. And yeah, it's just been absolutely life changing. So 
I ditched my nine to five. I've started my own podcast. I've been spreading the word about dreaming. I've well started getting all my friends and family on board when they saw the changes in me and I just got absolutely obsessed with it. I still mm. am like, years later. And, um, yeah, I was really excited to see that you're into dream work as well. I just put a thing out on Instagram the other day being like, does anyone know any other dream workers in Australia? Because I felt like I was the only one, which I find is really strange because Australia and the dream time, like, hello, it's something that is really rich in our, in our history. And I'm just surprised at how much it's been swept under the rug considering how life-changing it is and everybody dreams mm -hmm. everybody dreams people don't realize that you just probably don't remember them mm -hmm. um, but everyone dreams so it just blew my mind so here i am <laughs> mm -hmm. i love this so much because I, I had a very similar journey maybe not the intensity that you had but when i was depressed and anxious and all of that dreams were so intense for me I, I, I remember having nightmares. I remember having nightmares when I was young too, when this began the curiosity, but it wasn't until I was in my 20s that I was like, shit, something's not right here. There's not a reason for me to be having these nightmares. And when I started to learn, oh, it's actually because I'm out of alignment with who I am. It's because my dreams, my like guides, they're like, yo man, have a look at your life right now. Something isn't right. And for me, that really sparked a lot of curiosity of, oh, what are these teaching me? What are they trying to show me? Because, like, there's a message in there. So I'm curious, you started working with Robert Moss, you said, and began yeah. unpacking the dreams and, and began to learn what they meant and what they were trying to tell you. So what was that journey like in itself and how did that begin to benefit? Like, because for me, when I first started looking at dreams, it was like, what the hell do these mean? It was a big fear to be like, um, where do I begin? So yeah. for yourself, what was that like? How did you go about that? Yeah, so I found that he did online courses about growing and understanding your dreams. Um, so I did that as a student just so that I could figure out my own dreams and it really taught me how to work with them and not just the dreams that we have when you fall asleep and then wake up and you kind of remember it. It was like the liminal space, you know, that place that's halfway between awake and asleep where you're just falling asleep and then you might get some visions and things coming to you, learning how to work with that and pose questions to mm -hmm. yourself. Um, and I just found that so powerful because I'd be laying there thinking about, oh, what should I do about what should I do about this? How do I get out of this situation in my life in that liminal space? And I would have like this booming voice come in or like a really clear vision of something happen. And it was like, whoa, because mm. I suppose we're very used to just going to bed and going to sleep and trying to go from awake to asleep and not paying attention to that space in the middle. And that is like a really powerful space. Um, so yeah, he's, he taught us a lot about that, but then there's so many different aspects to dreaming as well that I learned through him, like, um, dreaming with the departed, you know, like visitation dreams from people that have passed away, um, precognitive dreams. So I often would have a dream and then it would happen later on, like mm -hmm. a week or two later and be like mind blown myself. Um, you know, the art of dream journaling and there was so many different aspects to it. And I just found it so empowering because 
I felt like for once I was the captain of my mm. own life rather yeah. than doing what everybody else was telling me I should be doing mm. and learning to use my own intrinsic guidance mm. through dream work. Mm. Yeah. So I did a, a student course with him um, and then I, I signed up for his teacher training and I did his teacher training. Um, I'm studying a diploma of dream therapy through health and harmony colleges as well, which that's really like the therapy. It's got a lot of Jungian aspects to it. Um, a lot of the other psychologists we go through, um, gestalt, um, you know, all of it is really in depth. And then for anyone who's interested in, lucid dreaming i'm also being coached by lana sackwild and she does lucid dreaming specifically for entrepreneurs mm. and how to use that for your business mm. so it's learning to go into the dream space become lucid and then pose a question to the dream space and get the answer it's mm. like being a step ahead of your consciousness and seeing what's what's just out there the possibilities mm. are endless I'm really hearing in that that there was a big part where connecting to your dreams also opened up like your intuitive abilities yeah. and the ability to tap into something deeper as well. And, and I know for myself, when the conscious mind, when we look at that, when I consider that, it, it has restraints on it of like, this is how we operate within this world and this is how it needs to fit everything together. And what I hear when you're speaking to the liminal space and how I view it is that when we're able to step outside of that and go into the unconscious, we have more capacity. It breaks down these walls that are here and the walls begin to blur. So then we have access yes. to the entirety of ourselves, which goes beyond our ego and our mind. So then we can actually be like, oh, what's possible when I go beyond the limitations I've placed upon myself Definitely. and be able to tap into that through this conscious process of beginning to attune to your dreams? Yeah, definitely. There's two things on that that I'm thinking right now. One of them is being able to break through the limiting beliefs and the other one is um, problem solving. So like our conscious mind really boxes us in with those sorts of things. And in my dreams, I've been able to see myself from other people's perspectives and really break through limiting beliefs of the way that I view myself versus the way that other people do and how I actually am. and our conscious mind like it really limits us so right now looking at you looking around there are millions of things going on for me right now mm -hmm. and my conscious mind is only focused on pretty much what i'm saying to you and what you're saying back to me yeah. but there's so much happening around me that is going into my subconscious that i'm just mm -hmm. not going to remember tomorrow i'm not going to pay attention to but that's where the dream comes in and the dream is such a good guide because it's going to pick up on all those little bits and pieces that i've kind of shut out and it's going to go what about this thing what about this thing what about this thing and it's great for problem solving mm -hmm. I, I really find that there's these hidden messages that we're not aware of well we are some part of ourselves is aware but we're like um i don't understand or i don't hear that right now and then it comes yeah. in and we get to see. And then there's this process of beginning to unpack dreams. And, and like, we can look at this in many different ways, have many different vehicles for understanding dream. And I'm curious if you were to help someone begin to understand a dream or how you would go about it, like the lens you would apply to that, how you would begin to teach someone to 
actually begin to understand their own dreams? Yeah, sure. So I like to, first you need to start writing them down, okay? Mm -hmm. Because we write them down and then we can see patterns and symbols and signs that come up regularly. And if you're not writing them down, you will forget them. I can tell you that. So figuring out this, the signs and symbols that come up regularly and then we can sort of see what was going on in your life at that point of time or what it could mean. The big thing is that dreams like to use metaphors. They can't just say to us, this is the story, this is the problem. They like to use emotions and they like to use like metaphors. So the first thing is, how did you feel? How did you feel in the dream? And how did you feel when you woke up? And listing that in with your dream journal. And then you'll see what feelings are coming up regularly for you in your dreams. And is that coming up for you regularly anywhere else in your life? That's the biggest hint as to what the dream could possibly be about is linking the emotions. Then looking at um, the symbols and what's your first association with it. So like you could have been dreaming of a cat. I don't know if you like cats or not. You might be allergic to them. I love them. I think that they're loyal, they're snuggly, they're cuddly. I love that. But other people might think that they're sly. You can't trust them. So it's really your personal association. Like don't Google what does it mean when I dream of a cat? Because a million things are going to come up yeah. or, or just something it'll tell you, oh, you're going to come into some fortune, like something random. It's like, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I really like to look at feelings, um, symbols, the storyline. So if you can watch, if you can not wake up through the middle of the dream and you can kind of see the storyline, it's kind of like a movie. So you want to be looking at like what happened at the beginning, what was the scary thing in the middle or the big thing that you conquered and then what was the ending. And usually the ending will give you a hint as to what action you should take in your waking life to solve what your problem is. Although when we have nightmares, it's often that people will wake up out of fear and then you don't get to see the ending. So... Yeah, just reminding yourself that you're in a dream or when you're going to sleep, kind of setting that intention. If something scary happens tonight, it's okay, I'm safe. I'm in my bed. I'm not physically mm -hmm. going to be hurt. I need to keep watching the movie until the end to get the good information. Um, and, and just looking at the dream interpretation with joyful curiosity. Mm. Like if you've got like a grappling need to know, like what does this dream mean? You're going to put up walls against your intuition and you're not really going to be able to figure out the meaning of it. So thinking of it from your heart, like what do you feel that it could mean? What do you mm -hmm. think it could be saying to you? Um, I'm actually running an online webinar on August the 3rd for dream interpretation. Mm. So I'm going to be going through with everyone all of the steps on how to start interpreting your own dreams. Mm, beautiful. I, I love this last piece about ensuring that we're in an open state to go into the dream and begin to interpret it. Because for me, often, like if, if I wake up in the morning, I have a dream, I can just at times just be like, okay, what does this dream mean? And an answer will pop up. But yes. if, I'm shut, if I'm shut down or I'm, I don't, Sometimes I don't want to know what that dream means because some part of me, my conscious mind, my ego is like, ah, shit, I don't want to face that. But yeah. there, is, there is this openness that's required to bring that curiosity of like, okay, what's the possibilities here without shutting anything down? That for me has been such an important aspect of like, okay, what comes up? Even if I don't like 
what comes up? Can I stay curious about that which is arising without being like, I need to avoid that or push that away because that is ignoring the shadow mm. and ignoring part of ourselves that will continue to make the dream happen. So if we can just bring it in and be like, okay, okay, I got this meaning. What does this mean? How can I work with this? How can I begin to create another association so I can work with this and mm. maybe heal that or change that or move through that process? Definitely. I have two things again on what you've just said there. One of them is to just to let you know that every dream is helpful and it's there actually to look after you. So mm. as horrible as some nightmares can feel, you can you feel like, oh, my psyche's against me. It's just trying to taunt me. It's not. Every single dream is there to help you and understanding that a nightmare is actually a gift. A nightmare has the biggest help for you. That's really, really important. Um, and oh my God, I've totally forgotten what the second thing was I was going to say. <laughs> that, that, that's okay. Often these, these rabbit holes, that yeah. open and sometimes they come, they come back in. Uh, Tangent land. <laughs> and I, I completely agree. I know nightmares can offer so much and I'm curious of your own approach with this. For me, when I have the nightmares, I can actually tell, oh, that's an intense shadow that's playing out in my life right now and something I need to more deeply consider. I remember, oh, it's remember the second thing. It's <laughs> let's, let's pull that back and let's go into this. Okay, if you decide that you're not ready to try and understand what that nightmare means and you're trying to block it out and your ego is trying to block it out, it's going to come back to you. Yep. That was the other thing I was going to say is that, and it might not be the exact same nightmare, but your dream self is just going to grab the same emotion, different storyline, and then spit it out to you again another night. Okay. So even though you feel like today you might not be ready, your dreams aren't going to give you a dream that you're not ready for. Mm -hmm. They're always going to come to you when you're ready, whether you think you are or not. So please don't try to ignore a nightmare. Please don't try to shove it away. Sometimes like if I do have a nightmare, I get a little bit excited about it actually now because <laughs> I'm like, yes, okay, what does this mean? How can I change my life? My life is going to be better when I figure this out. Mm. Mm. I like that approach and the reframe and, and training of oneself to just be so open to these states of being like, oh, cool. What does this mean? What, yeah. what are the possibilities here? And like, when I look at that and consider mapping this over to any area of life, if we can apply that same approach, it's going to change our lives so, so deeply. And I'm mm -hmm. curious of this element more for you is like, as you've watched other people work with dreams more and they apply curiosity to their own dreams, I've heard about how it's changed your life. I'm curious how you've noticed it change others as they're like, Oh, I'm bringing curiosity. I'm bringing an understanding. I'm bringing awareness. Yeah. I've seen people sit there and cry as they explain a nightmare to me. And as we work through it, have them go, Oh my God, that's what it means. And then like piss themselves laughing because they realize the message and how funny it is and, and be able to apply that to their lives. I've seen people like have one repetitive nightmare. And once we work through it, just start having positive dreams from then mm -hmm. and like dreams about self-growth and what they should do next with their life and like ideas coming through and flying dreams and everything. So I think some people get stuck in like, I only ever have 
bad dreams. I don't want to know about my dreams because they're only ever like this. That's mm. because you're not acting on the messages coming from them or you're not giving them the, the attention that they deserve. And it can just be this trend of like their whole life having crappy dreams and then figuring out what it means and taking little action on it to all of a sudden like your dream life explodes and then you're having the most fun ever. Like, you know, you can do so many things in dreams. The possibilities are endless. Um, but, yeah, I've some of my... I call them students rather than clients, but some of my students have, yeah, been quitting their jobs, like starting mm. up new businesses, like just having huge spiritual awakenings. Like it's amazing. Mm. And yeah, I know it works. It's, it's worked for me and, and it's working for others. And I just, honestly, everyone dreams, everybody should be working with their dreams to live the best life that they can. Mm. I, I completely agree. I know, I know how important they have been for mm. me and the journey they continue to take me on and open possibilities. And like this fin for me around nightmares and why often they're the repetitive dreams. They're for me have been the ones where it's like, oh, they come up over and over again. Sometimes I have that with the good get dreams, but generally in the past, it was always the nightmares. They would repeat themselves and speaking into this, the, it's like how I see anything on the healing journey if we don't address something, the pattern will repeat itself so we can bring conscious awareness to it because it's part of ourselves going like, hey, I'm over yeah. here. Can you look at me? Like, yeah. me And so a lot of these people who, who, even myself, like in the past, when I'd ignore, I'd be like, nope, don't want to look at that. Don't want to look at that. Shut that down. That's scary. And yeah. it perpetuated the cycle because that part is actually screaming out for our attention to give it mm -hmm. some awareness give it some love so we can acknowledge it and begin to change that pattern look at what we need to do to create a new story or a new action or a new belief but no longer we're trapped in that old story yeah exactly and the scariest part has already happened that's the dream that you've had so why shut it down like it can only get better mm -hmm. and i'm curious about this if you were to guess of why people may just shut it down and avoid actually looking at their dreams, what, why would you say that is? The ego and also just fear of the unknown. Mm. You know, a lot of us, me included in the past, like we don't want to admit fault or we don't want to see the bad parts of us, mm. but everybody has them and bringing them into the light so that you can then work with them is just going to dissolve those parts. So the more we shut things down, then the worse it's going to get or other aspects of ourselves will get worse. Mm -hmm. And for you, when you say fear of the unknown, for me, I can see in human nature that there is this fear of not knowing what's next or not knowing who we will become or that, you know, once we start looking at these other aspects of ourselves, there's a big shadow that might need integrating, which is going to change the directory of our life and it's like oh now i need to change because i can't ignore this and yeah. that change is going to likely play out in every area and that's big yeah that's really big yeah and sometimes as well it's hard to actually take action on it so you know you might realize this thing that you've pushed into your shadow and what that means is that you now have to do the hard thing which might be putting out some boundaries or you know, saying how you really feel to someone that you've been trying to please this whole time. Um, and that can feel scary, but 
instead of suppressing that and holding it in and we're literally making ourselves sick by not doing what we need to do it's a lot worse than just saying the thing that needs to be said and if that personal thing in your life really loves you and really understands you and respects you then they're going to take on board what needs to be said and a lot of the times the things that we're scared to do aren't scary it's just that it's all these things that are being put onto us through our life like you know, or the limiting beliefs and everything that's built up that we think we can't do something when really we can and other people out there are doing it so easily. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, working with your dreams. You can start little step by little step. So let's say you had a dream and you think it's telling you that you need to have a tough conversation with your mother um, and, you know, everything worked out well, but in real life you're really scared to actually have that conversation. You could start small by writing it down in your journal of what you would want to say and that would be actioning taking action to the dream you could even go smaller than that and be like oh well in that dream where i had this conversation with my mom i was wearing an orange dress so that day wear something orange just little tiny steps that are going to let your psyche know that you're listening and you're going to take action is really helpful in the messages coming through clearer um and yeah living in alignment with your soul and what your soul actually wants. Mm, mm. I love the invitation for the little step because yeah. that, that can be such a powerful thing to begin to build that momentum so we can continue down the path. Because yeah. if at the start, we feel like we're jumping off the cliff and being like, oh my God, now I need to have this like massive life-changing conversation that you know makes me move across the country. Okay, maybe... Yeah. You don't need to start there. You can, like, that's definitely an option. But, you know, maybe it's like, okay, where do I want to go? Is, is there, like, somewhere that feels true? Like, just begin to come back to that curiosity and lead the way from that place. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And having fun, just having fun with it. I mean, I've had dreams where, yeah, I've had to do something really big and confronting. And in the dream, I had cute little piggy tail hair. And so I was like, well, I'm not ready to do that step. So I'm just going to wear piggy tails today. Mm. <laughs> Mm. It still works. It still works well. It still works. I'm very curious of your approach with this because for me, like dreams, they can be very much an internal process. So like you were speaking, you can have the dialogue with your mum in a journal and maybe that resolves the psychic charge around this. And for me, so much of it can be an internal process, but at times it also requires external action Mm -hmm. as well. So when we're considering dreams, how do we balance between the two of being like, oh, is this an internal resolution that I need mm-hmm. to like maybe meet my own shadow or an external action that's required to say, put a boundary in place? Sure. Um, I think that a, a thing that people get confused is, is sometimes when you're dreaming about someone else, it's not actually about the other person. And a lot of the time it is about yourself and your dream is using that other person as a character in your dream movie. So let's say I dream of my parents and in the dream, my parents are doing something that upsets me instead of in real life, waking up and going, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. I'm going to have to go and talk to them about the way that they do this thing. Like it's actually not about my parents, but it's about me as a parent. Okay, so then I like to look at myself and my life and reflect on myself before taking an outward step to go and confront somebody else. Mm. That's like Mm. 
the biggest and deepest like whoa thing that happens at my workshops when people figure that out is oh I had a dream about my neighbor you know it must be about them no it's what do you think of that person um, do you see those qualities in yourself in any way so I've had people go, oh, I dreamt about um, this girl. I used to be friends with her, but we had a falling out. I don't really like the way she is. Um, but in my dream, we were friends again. So maybe I should call it a hangout. And I'm like, hang on, no. Like, what is it about her? And have you seen those qualities in yourself lately? And she was like, oh, actually, you know, she's really um, controlling and actually last night I had an argument with my daughter and I was really controlling towards her. And it's like, okay, well, now let's look at that dream again and put you as that character rather than your friend and, like, what was the dialogue, what was going on? And that stops you from getting confused and doing something involving someone else where it really should just be you. Mm. So I'd take that step first before you go outwards. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I find this so important to, with any work, always bring it back to ourselves first and foremost. Like once we yeah. do the internal change, if there's any external action that will take place and got jamming on like the dream, say if you dreamt about your um, mother or your parents, for me, if I was to have that dream, it's not only oh myself as a father, but my also internal father. So like mm. how I'm parenting myself and that aspect mm. of and being able to bring awareness to that and being like oh if my parents in my dream were uh, neglectful or hurtful or something maybe it's a question of how am I doing that for myself how is my yes. internal mother or father doing that to myself and maybe that is an external thing as well but firstly Definitely. for it to show up in the external it's got to be internal first so I need to consider that element as well yeah definitely mm. 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 yeah there's the archetypes there that you're looking at yeah dreams have a lot of different layers they usually are mm. all multi-layered you might have a dream that's only three or four sentences long and you could get four different meanings mm -hmm. and messages out of it yeah yeah and, and this is something to consider as we go back as well with a different lens and a different perspective we our scope and our awareness has also grown so when we're in a situation where we're having these dreams, we may get one meaning and then we yeah. come back to them and look upon them at another point in time and it, our awareness has grown. We can see patterns playing out in that stage of our lives and being like, oh, there was something bigger at play here. Mm -hmm. So when you're teaching or when you're sharing about how people can work with dreams, like how do you share the importance of understanding in the moment, but also the greater awareness that extends over time? Mm, I love to share dreams with somebody that I trust. And mm. this is really helpful to get an extra perspective on it because even the most experienced dream worker won't always get the correct message out of their dreams. And the way that I look at it is like, I know myself, right? I know, I know myself, but I can't see the back of my head. Okay, so speaking to you about a dream or someone that's either experienced in dreams or just somebody that you can trust, um, they can really bring another perspective into what your dream could mean, um, even if it's just helping you with symbols and what they could possibly mean. So, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely sharing. Dreams are meant to be shared, not overly, but um, definitely working with, with one person or with a group. Um, mm -hmm. 
even with experts like if you had five different dream experts and you told them all the same dream you would get five different interpretations as to what it could mean but the dreamer is the only person who knows what it truly means so if that was me i would take on board what they all say but i would see what would resonate with me the most mm -hmm. yeah this is such an important piece and I've always like, I used to do a lot of dream interpretation for others. And I stepped away from that more so because I was like, oh, there's an internal guidance that needs to take place here. Mm -hmm. And you spoke of it before about cats and people's own internal projections or like mean and behind what a cat means for them mm -hmm. and saying for me, cats, I like them. They're not my favorite. That's like, I got nothing against them. I wouldn't own a cat right now. But yeah. for someone else, they're like, I love a cat. I love yeah. a cat. <laughs> very, different thing that occurs within that so we can actually give space to be like cool how can i weave my own understanding while taking on board and considering oh you you had an interpretation for me what's true let's pick that let's pick that oh mm. and then consider the greater perspective and my own okay now i get a clearer picture more awareness and i can really work with that yeah questioning is really important with dream interpretation so yeah questioning all the different aspects of the dreams and what what could it possibly mean yeah really important you should never just tell somebody what their dream means mm. we, we had a question from sam here as well is it worth writing down what's happening in your waking life while dream journaling too yeah yeah so okay so personally my practice is as i'm hopping into bed i'll write down the biggest things that are going on in my life at the moment, like what's on my mind and what did I do that day? Mm. Then in the morning, just underneath it, I write my dream. And then this helps me to be able to relate. Like if I'm having dreams of being in a car park and that shows up and then I realize after a month, I've dreamt of being in a car park four times, but in my waking life, I don't really visit car parks. I don't really leave my house. Like I just stay here all the time. So what does that mean? Then I'm able to check above my dream. What did I do that day? What was big on my mind? Like, mm. and linking it with associations and putting down what happened in your life. It just makes it so easy to figure out what the symbols are. And then that's your language. So we all have our own languages. Mm-hmm. And learning your dream language is like having to learn a different language, but you actually have to figure out what each symbol means, particularly for mm -hmm. yourself. So for me, a car park, it means stagnant. It mm -hmm. means like stuck, staying still, waiting around. Um, Cause that's what cars do when they're in a car park. Um, yeah. But for other people, it might mean something totally different. So yeah. And I was able to figure that out because I'd been writing down what was going on in my life at the time that I had the dream. Yeah. Great question. Great question. Thank you, Sam. And I, and I love that point, that extra awareness that that can provide. So powerful. Yeah. So I, I want to segue this a bit before I go into like how people can really understand and maybe begin their own dream practice. But I want to go out in scope a little bit because this is a concept I've been playing with and I just kind of want to jam on it, which is the idea that as a society, we've generally been more disconnected from our dreams in, you know, at this point in time. And in ancient times, we would have dream temples and, you know, we would have oracles that would be working with dreams and priests and priestesses that would be yeah. deeply connected to their dreams. 
And at the moment, that feels like a big disconnect as we've gone into the scientific age where, you know, everything's known. There's no working with a greater, greater force or greater connection to something else. And in that, I also see people disconnected from a greater sense of purpose and maybe a hope or a belief in something more. And I know as my own journey has developed with dream, I'm like, oh, there's a creator that emerges from within me of like, what is possible within this life and what can be achieved like by us as an individual, but also as a collective, when we begin to dream together, like dream up what is possible. Like for me, that name, that meaning has so much more than just, it's a dream, but we're also dreaming into creation, something more. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious for you, have you seen any connections between this and like this um, rabbit hole that I'm like there's so many different aspects to what you've just said um I think that yes science in the past has shut down dreaming because they can't quite well they couldn't quite put a finger on it recently there has been a lot more scientific research into dreaming and Mm -hmm. the possibilities of dreaming even to the point that shared dreaming has been proven where let's say you have a dream and I have a dream and then we have our notes and we compare them and we were actually sitting around the same dining table in our dream together where you could tell me what the characters were wearing over there and there and and it was actually a place that we both were. So the science behind it is really starting to blow up but just slowly and I'm just... With the consciousness and collective consciousness and the way that the world is today, I really feel as though, you can call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever, but I really feel as though governments uh, and the media and everything is really trying to squash dreaming. I mean, in Australia, dream therapy used to be covered by Medicare benefits up until 2019 and then they cut it. And Mm. I don't know, just for something that's so powerful and has been proven and is so ancient for them to shut that down. I'm just not quite sure why it's sort of anything that expands our consciousness. People don't want others to know about because it just gives us like limitless power. Um, There's so much going on there. Like lucid dreaming has been proven um, to be healing depression for people. Mm. So yeah, there's so much power in it. Um, And like you said, in ancient times, they used to use this all the time. In Egypt, um, they would use dream oracles to go to sleep, go in and find out what the enemy were planning to do and bring it back and tell so that then they could plan to protect against the attacks because they knew what was happening. Um, I've done dreaming on behalf of other people before and gone into the dream space to come back with answers for people that that I didn't know was possible they didn't know was possible and was completely life-changing so Mm. yeah I'm really hoping that well I know that it will I know that it will Mm. in the future dreaming is going to take off um it's a huge healing modality it should be just as popular it's a type of meditation, but as meditation and yoga and Reiki and everything like that, dreaming's going to be huge. Mm. So, yeah, it's just absolutely transformative in so many different ways that 
I don't even have, I don't, I, there's multiple books on it, but I was going to say, I'm going to have to write a book on it. <laughs> um, there's just so much to talk about in that space. I do feel the importance of dreaming and I do feel the reemergence like myself and you are here doing exactly that, having these conversations about it and creating events where people can have come have a deeper understanding of dreaming and what that means and reconnect to something that may be more ancient, maybe more mm -hmm. a mystical part of ourselves and begin to hear that inner guidance, which for me is such an important element of my own journey. Definitely. And much needed. Yeah. yeah, well, like dreaming's always there for everybody. So when we're born, we release DMT. When we die, we release DMT. When we do breath work, holotropic breath work, we release DMT. And when we're dreaming, we release DMT. And that just connects us to the spiritual world so strongly, connects us to our soul. And, you know, it's so good that people are buying it to smoke illegally. Like, <laughs> you know, if you can get that for free every night, why not? Yeah. Mm, mm, I, I love that piece there. Um, and so if people were looking to really create their own dream, like connection to dream and go into dream themselves, what are some things that they may be able to do and begin now to actually cultivate that practice and connection to dream? Mm -hmm. First of all, the intention. So believing that you're going to remember your dreams, believing that they're going to give you messages that are important for you and healing that's important for you. The belief and the intention is a really important part of it. Um, I'd also look at what you're consuming. So physically and like, what are you watching? Are you watching the news? Are you watching crap on social media that makes you feel bad about yourself? Because there is a part of us that we just process what happened in our day-to-day -day life, in our dreams. So if you're watching the news, if you're listening to like bitchy coworkers, all of that sort of stuff is going to carry through into your dream life. So pay attention to what you're putting in you as well as food, alcohol, drugs, they all affect you're dreaming so like if i've had like um a bunch of junk food or like heaps of ice cream or something a few cocktails out for like a birthday night or something and i have wacky dreams at night then those are the kind that you can chuck in the bin because they're called spicy pizza dreams <laughs> um <laughs> they're the only ones that i would say aren't important so yeah it, when you clean up your diet and what you're consuming in every way your dreams are going to be a lot clearer so that's really important and just writing them down. Writing them down is like opening a dialogue between yourself and your soul. It's letting you know I'm here and I want to listen to what you have to say. And mm -hmm. I think those steps are so important. And it might be weeks, it might be months before you really start to get a hang of it. But what are you doing every night when you're asleep anyway? Like some people are like, oh, I don't have time to do that. It's like, well, you're asleep. And when you actually start remembering your dreams, it feels like life is a lot longer because you're off doing these things. Like I've heard of people having dreams that have literally lasted nine months in time. Like they've gone to sleep and seen the seasons change. They've had full families and all this stuff and then woken up and it's only been eight hours, but to them it was like a lifetime. Mm -hmm. 
I know that mm. this year for me feels like it's been going forever because I'm so busy in the night. I, I'll remember three dreams at a time and it feels like oh, I went to a party here. I went holidaying over there. Like I was writing this whole course this other time and, mm. and it's all in one night. So yeah, do it, write them down, pay attention and, and believe uh, the belief is really important. Mm, mm. I love that last piece for me. Intention is everything and bringing mm -hmm. attention to the space of like, I'm going to remember my dream. And for me, like that looks like putting a pen and paper next to my bed before I go to sleep. If I'm like, I'm going to do this, like prepare yes. for to occur. So for me, if, when I wake up, the first thing I want to do before I move is actually remember my dream and recall it as much as possible before I move, before yes. I do anything to anchor that in and be like, okay, now I can move. Now I can start my day. Now I can record it and then begin my day and just yeah. have that process to anchor that in. Yeah, it's the funniest thing and people look at me so weird when I say this, but our dreams are stored in our muscle memory. So like you mm -hmm. said, before you move. So if you're someone that like, you go, ah, as soon as you wake up, there goes your dream. So <laughs> I like to actually use my phone rather than a pen and paper just because I can text quicker than I can write. And if it's dark, then it's just easier. And I will use a notepad and I will put my phone on flight mode so that when I pick it up, there's no notifications to get distracted by. I'll have my notepad open and ready to go so that I can like wake up like this and I'll just reach and grab my phone and just and then get up and go about my morning before I then come back and relook at it and go, Oh wow. I even forgot about that part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very powerful. And I cannot recommend the power of dreams enough. I know, I know. for me, that's such a pivotal point. And so Melissa, I'm feeling this is bringing us to a close on this conversation. And before we do, is there anything you want to share or anything that's still alive that wants to be expressed? So I'm really excited to meet you and I'm really excited to be coming to your dream temple on Friday. Mm. <laughs> it's mm. going to be awesome. I'm very much looking forward to our time together, Melissa. If anyone's interested, I am hosting a dream temple this Friday. The link is in my bio. You can check it out. Mm -hmm. um, Melissa, is there anything you want to share as well? You said you had a webinar. You said there's other things. Yes. So, well. yeah, I've got a webinar coming up about how to interpret your dreams. And I have a podcast called The Dream Hub Podcast. So you can check that out or check out my Instagram um, my website, dreamhub.au, send me a message. Like I love chatting about it. Don't, don't feel like you have to hold back. Send me a message, email me your dreams. Like I want to hear it all. So please mm. reach out. Mm. Thank you very much, Melissa. If anyone wants to find Melissa, she'll be tagged in this video. Check her out. I love her work out what she's <laughs> created and created. And if you want to check out anything I got, check in the link in my bio or send me a message. So much love. Thank okay. you for joining us. Thank Take you. Care. Bye. Bye.